0: This is the Divorce is Not an Option podcast. Divorce is not an option. I got to be able to say divorce, right? Did you hear that? Yes. (laughs) Thanks for joining us.
1: Please be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast so you can be automatically alerted when we produce a new episode on iTunes, Spreaker.com, Google Play, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Tell a friend and repost and retweet this podcast for us. Thanks.
0: So today we're talking about an article on stephenjamesdixon.com called submission versus independence what do men really want
1: this is going to be interesting
0: (laughs) tamra when you hear a a man say submission in the context of husband and wife what comes to mind like 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 just go on a riff like just 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 go on take about two three four five minutes and just speak on submission
1: So it it really depends. Um, For me as a woman, I I was raised in a very conservative Baptist home. Um, So I don't think I have the same angst against the whole term submission that some people do. Um, But I do think that some men can abuse the term and and think that it means, you know, they're going to get a Stepford wife or a doormat. Um, And that is not what that means.
0: Is the Stepford wife thing? Is that just based on the movie, or was there a book, or was there? That's was a that, good question. You know, because I know the movie, but I just I, I I didn't know if it always came from that, or was it something else?
1: Um, I don't know. That's it one of them right, things.
0: Yeah, yeah it's that's one. That's one of them things you're gonna look up, aren't you? Like
1: man, <laughs> stuff. this is what you're going for. This is what I live for. It is a music book by Ira Levin. How are you
0: looking up that fast, man? You, <laughs> i first uh, one uh, to say Google it. I saw, uh, but I, I still, I think I'd like to know the story behind that because uh, we've always just kind of used that term and it became a popular term, and the movie was pretty popular. Maybe the book was popular. Like, was it was it, actually was the, a
1: couple of movies. Like, we probably saw the was it Nicole Kidman version? But uh, I saw
0: that one. Yes, that was a remake. Uh, and I and I wonder if it was written from. Is it a real like um, uh, fiction or nonfiction or is it a story or is it made up like what is it based on something I wonder what that is.
1: I don't know, but it, according to Google, it was written in 1972, and it's actually a, um, a modern horror story. So that hmm. that was the the original basis.
0: I keep asking questions to make you be more curious, cause then I trick you into going to do a bunch of research, <laughs> cause you get real. Of- <laughs> I like to Google, so yeah. <laughs> i know you like to google and find out you know uh, uh podcast listeners out there tamra just not gonna sit around like most people with uh <laughs> with, with a curious spirit and something on her mind no <laughs> inquiring minds want to know and
1: whereas, i want to not, know the truth
0: right whereas i'm like the rest of y'all and us i just sit around every day thinking like i wonder and I never you know grew.
1: the thing that annoys me the most. Okay, sorry, totally off topic. But <laughs> when you're on Facebook and somebody posts something like you know somebody murdered a cat and um you know I mean just like is a serial cat murderer and. I'm like, nobody actually takes the time to look it up and say, you know, who's going around shooting cats, really? And I mean, it's it's stuff like that. Like, somebody just posted something today about a little black boy who was shot by a police officer who was the grand wizard of the KKK. And I was like, okay, this can't be. This can't be real. So let me look it up. And it was completely untrue. And the fact of the matter was the little black boy had actually stolen a car and was in a police chase and pointed the gun at the police. And I'm like, we have enough trouble convincing people that there really is police brutality that is completely unwarranted. Let's not fake stories.
0: The person who posted the story was that African-American or? Of course.
1: Huh so they're posting a story are. that yeah exactly they're posting a story and they're like this is horrible and i'm like the story is not real and then when you look up the real story you're like okay that child put himself in a really bad position
0: so so your facebook entertainment time be doubling because you got to go and in fact find the stories that people post on facebook not,
1: i hope my husband can hear <laughs>
0: That's like, really what be going on, on.
1: Facebook entirely too much, but that is really yes because I'm like, is this real? So I look up everything. Yes, that's a problem. It,
0: it, double time Facebook. Exactly. So you like, and, and so you can't break it up. You, to you, is still considered Facebook because you're researching a story from Facebook, <laughs> and then you got to go back. Then you got to go back and post your your response on Facebook.
1: Yes, yeah, because I can't people be let people be misinformed. That's just wrong.
0: What is it? What is it about Facebook that got y'all women so captivated? Uh, I don't know. My it's wife one, too. Okay, I throw my wife in there.
1: Well, we're we're very um, social, and and that's you know, even though I'm an introvert, and actually that's probably what makes it even easier. I'm naturally introverted, so Facebook is the easy way for me to contact people without actually having <laughs> to contact people.
0: And you can turn them off if you don't want to be friends with exactly. them.
1: Exactly
0: no foolishness but you still like the foolishness though
1: i don't i re- well, so it depends on what the foolishness is if it's political foolishness yes i will be all in it
0: a guy told it's me it's like I had a,
1: type foolishness no i'm not trying to hear that
0: i had a coaching session with a guy the other day and he said man i just need a little bit of ratchet in my life
1: yeah no i'm not like that
0: and and he was being real like it was be, it was real like I'm he sure was like a lot like, of dudes feel that way Right. I'm feeling him. I'm like, I'm feeling you. You know what I'm saying? I say at least once or twice. I say, but I try to include my wife in the ratchetness. And I try to make me and my wife go at least once a year, if not twice a year, to just a a, a grimy spot and just dance and go hard like (laughs) we college kids.
1: That's different. But I'm saying I try to limit my ratchet to like like Issa Rae insecure
0: wow you just showed yourself like a lot of people like like that's not even ratchet like that's just scratching the surface like
1: (laughs) no that's it's it's some ratchet that goes on there
0: yeah on is it still going on or is the show over
1: i I think it's over i think yeah the season's over
0: i thought it was i keep seeing them my wife has to get me caught up okay so again we're talking about submission versus independence what do men really want Mm -hmm. um the first thing I think about when I talk when I think about submissions versus versus independence I think about my mom when she was married she went on a cruise one time and I said mom why is your husband not going on a cruise with you and my mom said because he don't have no money <laughs>
1: legitimate excuse he can't afford
0: the trip she just was like he don't have no money i, I got out. money for a cruise i'm out uh You're and notice yeah her ex-husband because that didn't work out and i was and that's what i knew on that day like mm-hmm. that i was like oh yeah that's that's not gonna work they're gonna they're not gonna make him and they got a divorce by the year after that
1: so let me ask you this i know this is a question that you have for me but um you've been married what 11 years
0: 12 years next month.
1: 12 years. Okay. So did you have a different idea of what submission meant before you got married than you do now?
0: How are you going to just flip it? <laughs> po- podcast. That, hold on. Let me tell a podcast listeners how Tamara and I every week get together and write a script out. And so in the script, I asked her that question and she just presented the question to me. Like it say my name by the. No. <laughs> So okay, so you gonna go clothes. after You're gonna go after me. Okay, you're gonna go after me. Yeah. Um I I don't think so. I don't think when I before I was married, I really wasn't concerned about submission and all that kind of stuff. Um I wasn't I wasn't that dude, you know. Um after I got married, um, I still didn't You know, really focus in on it because I I wasn't really that good at being married, uh, being married initially, right? So I wasn't focused on the, the finer points and details of being married, like submission, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so it wasn't until I was like, okay, I'm going to be a good husband. And yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother. Yes. I did say that after I got married one day, I decided that I was going to be a good husband. Yes. I did uh-huh. say all that. Yes. Uh-huh. I know she did it before. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. got all that. Right. But, um, it wasn't until then that I decided that, okay, I'm going to be a good husband. Um, and not that I came into the marriage thinking I was going to be a bad husband or had any intention, but. But when I said to myself, I'm going to be a good husband, it was really about me being intentional. Like, I'm really going to do the work. I'm really going to sacrifice. I'm really looking to compromise. I'm changing my approach. I'm not making no more excuses. I'm not blaming her. I'm going to look at me first, see what I can do differently, what I can do better before I complain about her. Like, that's what I mean when I said, okay, I'm – and I guess – Part of the reason was is because I didn't really know what a husband was when I'm I became a husband.
1: Say. You don't really have a practical idea of what marriage requires until you're
0: actually in it, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> like like we <laughs> like that was a lot. You said a lot because and, and and it really was like your boyfriend and girlfriend, your your fiance and all that, and engaged, and then you get married and. You have to wait for it to kick in, really, to be like, oh, I really can't just leave, huh? <laughs> you know, like, like I, oh, oh, you know what? Oh, I, I, I really do have to work it out with you because you're exactly, here every day.
1: Exactly. And you I really have to continue every day doing whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing. I can't just take a break.
0: Right. There's no breaks. and I can't kill you or nothing like that. Like
1: you said in the podcast last week, like, I can't just say I'm going to be a leader on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.
0: Right, every single day I'm a husband, every single day she's a wife. Mm-hmm. Every single day we got this marriage and this house and this family and these kids, mm-hmm. every single day. And so, once I decided that and I really tried to focus on myself and and exemplifying a leadership skill set, that's when I was like, "Okay, um is my wife following me?" Mm-hmm. And um and luckily I never really had A submission, well, I did. You know what? We'll get to that a little later. Okay. Well, well, let me continue.
1: Okay. Well, let me continue in um, asking you my questions. Um, So the next question is, what do you think the average man thinks about submission?
0: Now, the average man, and see, that's different because there's different men, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I'm dealing with men that are Christian men Mm -hmm. that are, uh, you know, above 30, let's say- Mm -hmm. They're very, very focused on submission, very, very focused, and and it's of course, and it's right, and it's taught. It's like someone taught them incorrectly, like someone just told them that the woman is just gonna shut up and be quiet, and you get to tell her what to do. (laughs) Good luck with that. Right, and it just and and really, it's sad because they really believe that. Like that, that's it's kind of like man. We can go so many places, but it's kind of like with with these with white folk you know what i mean they just they just believe that there's no racism you know what i'm saying it's a lot of christian men that just believe that a woman should just do whatever they say like they just get to decide on all things Mm -hmm. and that's not the case Mm -hmm. you what about you how you What? what what do women say to you when y'all talk about submission
1: so um you know what's interesting is this is not something that i hear about as much as i used to Um, and so I think submission has just become, um, an unpopular topic. Um, in in reality, some people will probably say it was outdated, an outdated concept. Um, but, um, you know, I grew up with a certain idea of what a wife was supposed to be and how to, you know, be submissive to my husband. And I had a great example of a submissive wife, still have a great example of a submissive wife in my mother. Um, and so, um, that has been a huge blessing to me being married and actually having to put into practice that, that concept is way harder than I thought it would be because I, one, got married older and two, um, am so independent. I mean, my dad flat out said, <laughs> my dad looked at me and said, um, I don't know if your mama and I would still be married if we got married at, at, um, with her having all of what you have. And with her having done all that you have done. And do um, so just being um, as independent as I've been um, getting myself to uh, the financial place that I've gotten myself, um, having the adventures that I'd have, you know, living in Spain and Costa Rica and, and, and just, you know, being a world traveler and um, there's something to be said for getting married early and growing together and building each other together. And so, I think he was saying, you know, your, your mama might have been one of those, you know, I don't need a man people if she had, you know, all the adventures and, and financial stability that you have when we first got married.
0: That's interesting because that's one of the first examples I give when I talk about in, uh, independence in the article. hmm So, then that's to the lead into you talking about the first independence example.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously I'm not following the script.
0: Uh, uh That's what you get. That's what you get. That's what you get. You so, trying to flip all the questions and all that catch you all off guard.
1: Whatever. So the article has two examples of submission and two examples of independence. <laughs> okay, starting with the first example, um, the wife this is the example of independence. Um, and the wife wants a new car. She buys a new car and she buys a new car without consulting her husband first. And her thought process is, "I got the money, I can afford the car. I don't need his money. I don't need his permission."
0: Interesting. Have you ever seen something like that before?
1: Um, the best example was your mama going on a cruise. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. <laughs> I got another one. Um, I was working with a couple, and the um the the wife and the husband talked about buying this new tree some expensive tree that they wanted to put in the backyard. And, um, and, and he went on to, you know, work and travel, came back the next week. She had bought the, you know, the $2,500 tree and put it in the middle of the backyard. Oh, wow. And he was just like, and, and she had the money. It was her $2,500, but he was just incensed. Like he was so angry and hurt And didn't understand why they couldn't. She couldn't have a conversation about it, or why she did it, you know, without him. And he really needed to be needed.
1: So, what was her response? What was her reasoning for that?
0: Her response was basically, "I bought a tree." You know what I mean? Regardless of it's twenty five dollars or twenty dollars, she just did not get it. Like, like she really she accepted him being hurt, and she accepted me saying, "Hey." You know, you guys should just talk about these types of things. But she just did not get it. She had totally missed it.
1: Yeah. And I I can kind of see that perception. Like, it's a tree. It's not that big of a deal.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And she she had talked to him about it. So she was like, we talked about it. Exactly. He said also he wanted a tree. But to pull a trigger and actually do it and have a man come to the house and plant it and do all that she was hot he was hot
1: i think and i think that is something that is hard for women to recognize one you have um hired you know somebody to do something some manual labor um at your house without your husband's permission that's kind of like in his territory um and and i know for me like i you know being single like i'm i've always called a handyman you know, to come fix something or a plumber or whatever. And so it's, it's a transition to, um, to say, okay, I need to check for these things. And so I can understand where she thought it was not a big deal. And he, he did. And that's something that they need to communicate on.
0: What I advise people on is you have to have a certain amount of money that you agree exactly, that anything over that amount you discuss as a family. So you should do that in advance, like for us, it's like $250 or something like that. If you want to spend more than $250 out of the shared account, then we need to know about it. If she, I don't, whatever she do out of her personal stash, I don't know what she do. I don't have no input on that. But, whatever. I but, guess if she wanted to buy a $2,500 tree out of her personal account, then I, I probably wouldn't say nothing because that's her money. That's what but I'm the, saying. But, but, right. So, right.
1: And I think if it was, if it was a $150 tree, he still probably would have been hurt. So it's more about, um, that was their home, their territory, and just communicating, um, you know, and and making sure making sure that everybody's on the same page. Cause she probably thought he wanted a tree, I got a tree.
0: Right. And 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 also too, it goes to how this wasn't the only example or issue for them. Like just yep. when you have when I see this kind of issue, it's always just a just like an underlying issue at all times about communication or about independence or about not wanting to be submissive yep. or or the man lacking the leadership for the woman to follow him. And yep. so it's so example number 2.
1: So, well, I mean, I want to kind of get into that a little bit more because um you were talking about leadership and that and that is a good point because um a lot of times as women, um we don't think about it. We just move them with it and had he been more clear, it might've been a little bit, you know, easier to, to avoid that issue.
0: Right. And I, and I think too, um, just when you're talking about leadership with men, like a lot of times men want women to submit before they have led. And so, you, and what I mean by that is you got to lead by example. you, you, You exhibit leadership first and then the woman will follow. Now, as some women that just not good at following, cause like you said, and she was like that too. Um, she was a professor, um, well established, had tenure at a university, all that kind of stuff. And, and she had been single for a while. You know, she had, she had gotten married early and got a divorce, was single with raising her two kids for like 10, 15 years, then got remarried. And now, you know, she used to just buying stuff whenever she wanted to buy it. And so a lot of times I have to work with couples about, okay, come back now to being in a relationship and having a partner and having a partner have an opinion and 50% opinion on what was going to happen around the house and with the marriage and with the family. Like that is really, really tough for people. So I'm glad that you were taught that because you would, you would, everyone who gets married at a later age, to some extent, have some kind of struggles with this unless they're taught submission.
1: Okay, cool. So example two, Eve is the breadwinner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you have me saying, ladies, repeat after me what is necessary <laughs> for Eve to trust Adam, even, wait, I don't even make sense. Anyway, okay, the fact that Eve makes more money than Adam has nothing to do with the marriage or the structure of the marriage. Um, As we said earlier, leadership is not based on money or on being a man, which I want to come back to. Um, (laughs) you're saying this is not a state. Um, this is not the state that a woman cannot lead. It's to state that a woman cannot lead a man, not a real man anyway. Um, so I want to come back to that because, um, you said leadership is not based on money or being a man, but if, if you're saying the man is the head of the household, um, how does that reconcile with that
0: statement? When I say being a man, I'm not, I'm saying not merely a man, like the woman submits to God inside of the man. Okay. Have you ever heard it talk like that? Like, like if you're not a man of God, then a woman not supposed to submit to you. Okay. You're submitting to him and, and, and you only submit to a man of God because he first submits to God. You see, none of this works if we not all in submission.
1: Okay. So your point is, it's not about you being a male. It's about you being a leader.
0: Right. It's not about you being a man or a male or a leader, number one. Number one is about are you submitting to God, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you're submitting to God, then your decision-making process is about how do I love my woman like like God loved the church? And so if your man submits to God, then he knows how to love the woman the way God loved the church, so you should feel safe in submitting yourself to him.
1: Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Yes. So, um, but the point of the matter is like you, you have this example as Eve being the breadwinner. Um, mm-hmm. but that, that's a very real issue in this day and age. And, um, yep. it, it wasn't really, um, like you, you, don't really dig into it right here. Like how do you handle that? Um, because I think it's a struggle for women as to how do I submit to my husband, um, When I'm paying the bills um, and then for men, how do I not feel like less of a man if she paying the bills?
0: Good questions. And this is why marriage is something that has to be taught and it's not something that you just feel your way through. Um, right marriage is definitely on the on the job training, but at the same time you gotta learn some stuff, man. You get, and so for a woman what woman would learn in that scenario is is that money does not necessarily mean anything in terms of making decisions in a marriage. Just because you're smart and you know how to go to law school or medical school or you know how to just flip money or whatever, that doesn't mean you have you're the you're the best decision maker for the marriage, right? It means that, you know, you can go it's kinda like college. Like just because you go to college doesn't mean you're smarter than somebody that didn't go college it just means that you are able to sit down and learn and focus you know and regurgitate some words to somebody or whatever and take a test so because you make money that has no impact on emotions because you make money that doesn't mean you're good at a relationship for example tiger woods right all a, all the athletes and celebrities and all those people who have bad relationships because they have money and money is the root of all evil right the and so money, money cannot the love of money okay is the root of all evil and so money does not mean money should play no role in how you you know have your mar- how you structure your marriage in terms of decision making what happens in marriage not talking to my switching to talk to my brothers out there what happens in marriage is that you have to make the best decision for the marriage regardless of money right and so a, a, a huge problem that the women have is they say they automatically assume that they're the better decision maker The huge problem the men have is they automatically say, well, I'm the man. So I get to make the decision, (laughs) you know? And so, (laughs) you know, just because they're the man, they, they get to make it. And so, but when the man and what I, and what I do and what I teach and what is biblical is for me to make all my decisions first, based on my wife and my family. So on every decision I make, I first think to myself, what would my wife like for me to do? You know? And so then later we'll have some other examples too, about submission to actually walk through different scenarios that we talk about.
1: Okay, cool. So let's start with submission example number one. The kitchen has been left dirty the last couple of nights. Adam walks into the house and says, look here, Eve, from now on, I will take care of the kitchen Mondays and Wednesdays, and I would like for you to take care of the kitchens on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You left part of that example out.
0: What, what did i leave out
1: so eve says dude i volunteer on tu- on tuesday nights
0: and oh adam you says, the whole, okay
1: yes adam says okay you take care of the kitchen monday and wednesday and i'll take care of the kitchen tuesday and thursday like i really appreciated the compromise in that scenario
0: right and 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 the initial part of it was saying that when adam walks in the house and says, "Hey." I'm going to wash dishes Monday and Wednesday. I like for you to do them Tuesday and Thursday. A lot of women couldn't accept it from that point. You know what I mean? Like, why are you telling me what days to wash dishes? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of what I try to teach is, is Adam being fair and reasonable. You know, it's not like Adam said, I'm going to wash dishes on Mondays. You got the rest of the week. (laughs) That would be, you know, using your power of submission unfairly. You know what I mean? And so what I'd like to teach women is, is when adam comes in and he's exhibiting leadership is he thinking of me and so i'm saying adam is thinking of you when he says i got monday wednesday you got tuesday thursday you see what i'm saying he's being fair and he's being reasonable and then in the second part of the story like you presented um you know, a wife may say, hey, I can't do Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday, I got Delta Step Show practice. And Thursday, I got choir practice. Can I switch with you and do Monday and Wednesday? And a man can still, even though he's a leader, so the second part was really focused on the men and saying that even when you're a leader, that doesn't mean that what the, the directions or the plan that you set forth is perfect, and you have to be willing and able and open to negotiating that plan. So I come in, I say Monday, Wednesday, and you do Tuesday, Thursday. You say, I can't do Tuesday and Thursday. I need to then be able to say, oh, okay, I understand, and I can do th- Tuesday and Thursday if you do Monday and Wednesday. And a big part of that is is man coming and making out a plan in advance. You know, that means Adam set aside some time before approaching Eve and came up with a plan that is reasonable and fair, easy to digest, easy to say, OK, this is fair, um, easy to say Adam has thought about me and thought about him and thought about the marriage. And he's not just coming here trying to be a king or you know, a ruler and just tell me what to do and all that. So in those scenarios, I would like for my women, right. That's the challenge. In those scenarios, I like for my women to be able to uh, look at the situation and say, is my husband being fair? And if he is, then to follow his leadership.
1: Okay, cool. So example number two um, says, baby girl comes home from college with an engagement ring on. Baby girl asks mama to ask dad for $20,000 for the wedding. Mama evaluates the finances and decides that $20,000 is doable and proceeds to gain the approval of Dad. Mom makes a request to Dad. Dad thinks the $20,000 is too much and wants to give $10,000. They are at an impasse. After a week of deliberation, Dad decides to give baby girl $15,000 for the wedding. How should Mom handle Dad's decision?
0: Again, another scenario where I want my men to be able to exhibit leadership, but you see in the leadership example, um, mom wants 20, daughter wants 20, dad wants to give 10, dad decides to give what is in the middle, which is 15. Now, I don't believe dad can just decide, you know, 12 if he can't justify 12. Like you got to lay out a plan. And some men really have a problem with this. Some men really have a problem with explaining in my leadership why I made this decision. I don't understand I still don't get that. Like, you know, I know it's the the male ego and things like that. But I want buy in and cuz I say it so. But I want buy in from the people that are following me. You know what I mean? Like if you're a coach of a football team, you tell the players why we're going to attack, you know, the cornerback first and then we're going to attack the linebacker. Then we're going to run left instead of right and you know, you you tell them to, this is why. You're not just going to say we're going to go out there and win. You're going to say this is our plan for the week for the next game. So when I'm making a decision for the family that I believe I'm being fair and impartial on, uh, if you can be impartial for the most part, I believe I try to explain to my wife. This is my thought process that I'm saying that we can do fifteen thousand dollars because I need the extra five because I want to rebuild our backyard or something or I want to save that five. For us to go on a family vacation or I want to save that five because we got some plumbing work that's gonna happen in the house in the next couple months or the water heat is about to go out or something like that so we're not in a position to give all that and you and the woman may not know about all that because a lot of things I'm trying to fix around the house my wife has no idea what's going on
1: <laughs> well that's also how you build loyalty and respect so like when you are actually letting everybody know exactly why you're making the decisions that you're making, You kind of just engender that loyalty
0: and the key is for the podcast listeners again yes we're having men make decisions and as women get mad right now saying no a man don't need to make no decision for me right and but 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 when i teach submission and independence and all this together and when i challenge my men to be leaders and lead in this way it's not just this. This is not it. Like this, this is a piece of submission and piece of leadership and a, and a woman's ability to be able to follow. Because when I put this on the man, I'm also putting on, um, his ability to apologize first, right? I'm putting on the man, um, he should be willing to, uh, sacrifice first, compromise first. I put on the man that, okay, I'll, I'll be, you know, willing to, you know, just, Figure out a way to make sure that you have buy-in from your plans, from what you're, your leadership. And so it's not just, man, you get to say what to do. All of this comes together. Like like in, like in what we talked about last week, stupid questions that men ask women. I ask men to lead. And so if I'm going to ask you to lead, and like you said earlier, you got to lead in every way, That's every day.
1: Talk. So the submission follows the leadership.
0: The submission follows the leadership. And then a couple other things about submission is, and how we talked about, and how I wrote in the article, go back to the article on stephenjamesdixon.com, is I'm always surprised when women initially shoot down submission because the way I talk to submission, submission is a woman making the decision to choose to submit to a man. It is not a man telling a woman, you must submit to me. In fact, I teach men all the time that if you got to ask a woman to submit to you, then you're not doing something right because you should be in your leadership that she, she, she witnesses and she, you know, you, you example. This is why you should follow my leadership. And I talk about in the article just how like a man should be, if you're going to lead a woman, you need to be prepared to make her life better than what it was. You can't lead her backwards. You know what I'm saying. You got to improve her life. She's got to know that you're going to improve her life, so then she will follow you. So I'm always explaining to men that submission is something that a woman has to has to want to do. It has to be deep. In, and women, oh, get on my women again, <laughs> for real quick. And women, women, you have the power to choose. It's not like I'm just telling you submit to whatever random dude, right? right? right. Yeah, I think women missed that part. Like 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 you know what i'm saying like whenever i I remember one time i was in new york i was in harlem at the harlem uh library or something like that and i was speaking at an event and it was like a hundred women hundred sisters in there and i started out with all of y'all want to submit to a man and they went crazy
1: well because it's based on experience like most of the men that they know are probably not worth submitting to
0: exactly and so that's why you're not with them men but the one that you're gonna to choose to be with, that you get to select, that you get to say, I do with. You choose him. And so, really, this is a litmus test for women because if you cannot submit to that man, then that man is not the right man for you.
1: That's real talk. All right, so we have a couple. And women questions. just go ahead.
0: Go ahead. No, you go where you are. We had at? a
1: couple of questions from readers.
0: Um, oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so we have one from Michelle Phillips in Houston. And she says, as a single mother, money management is my strength. I make it a point to budget and to stick to my budget and to invest and save and live below my means. Um, what if I'm better suited than my future husband to oversee the household finances? Why should he lead when I'm stronger in this area?
0: I think we had a good example of leadership this is funny give me give me a little bit of of room here uh a good example of leadership in our current president in that he knows nothing so he has to have good people around him that (laughs) know stuff (laughs) and so that in order to be a leader of anything anywhere you got to know what things you're not good at or you got to know what other people are better at so there's head coaches throughout the nfl who don't touch nothing on the offense. They let the offensive coordinator run that because they know offense. And they might not touch defense because the defense, the defensive coordinator is the best for defense. He's able to focus all of his all of his attention on defense all week long. Being a good leader does not mean you make all the decisions. Being a good leader is knowing what you're not good at and knowing where you need help and recognizing somebody else's skills and talents.
1: Yeah, the president don't know that.
0: Okay, yeah, I gotta take it back. <laughs> I, I use it as an example, but he really does. I, I don't know. I, 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 it, you know, he's so difficult to understand because oh he, we, we, we all know that he don't know nothing about healthcare. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! We assume he knows a little bit about business, but he don't really know how to stock market work and Wall Street and all that. We assume he knows something about real estate, but he's had a gang of bankruptcies. You know what I'm saying? He don't know about domestic, about foreign, he you know, relationships, working. and he's just talking. About, Right. And so, you know, I, I do believe that he does know how to hire quality people. It's just a matter of those quality people, their policy and what they want to implement is different from what I want to implement.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's go to the next question. Um,
0: <laughs> you can't even no, touch
1: it. <laughs> no, that's a whole nother episode. So Susan Thomas from Dallas says, I manage people all day and I excel at it. Why can't I manage my marriage? She says she's good at it. Um, how am I supposed to come home from a day of telling people what to do and how to do it and then be told what to do?
0: Mm. Susan, this is real strong. Um, first of all, I don't want submission to be perceived as someone telling you something to do. Um, submission should be perceived as I am entrusting my husband to lead our marriage. Um, it's not, it's not, and, and, and I'm entrusting our husband to lead our marriage with my desires in mind, in heart, in his spirit, so he's leading with me in mind. An example earlier we talked about money: the the husband is saying, "Hey, we're going to get fifteen thousand more. you are going to get five thousand more than what I want to give, just because you want to give it. We're going to get five thousand less than what I want than what you want to give, just because I want to give it. Like I'm, I'm meeting you in the middle, so, right? And so as long as the man is meeting the middle,
1: I think you just hit on a big topic that is very difficult and probably a whole nother episode and that's trust yes. Um, because you're asking someone to completely trust everything to a whole nother person when they've been in control of everything on their own for however long. And um, I actually just thought about, it. I had a conversation with somebody who was talking about um, getting married and getting a prenup and um, somebody else said, if you don't trust that you're gonna be with this person forever, and you f- you you feel like you need a prenup, then you don't need to get married.
0: See, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, and I've had these conversations with couples about prenups and things of that nature. The fact of the matter is, is some people are better at money than they are at love. Yeah. Oh no, want to pause that so everybody just take that into your spirit. Some people are better at money. Than they are at love. Some matter of fact, love is the most difficult thing that you know you have to be good at, right? Because it's the one thing that you really have to compromise on. For money, you could just go get that. You know, anybody can go get money, whatever. For love, it takes at least two people, right? And I guess you can love yourself. You know, (laughs) so and so and so the fact of the matter is that um sometimes because of love and love makes us blind, we marry someone who's not financially as savvy or financially as mature. And then you lose that money. And also the other reason why I would prefer a prenup than not a prenup, because what happens in marriages a lot of times, if a person who gets married and they have something to lose, then they start focusing more on what they have to lose and how to not lose it instead of being able to relax in the marriage and say, okay, I can try to work on the marriage because I'm not going to lose anything. I'm not going to lose money so I can now it's kind of, I don't but know if I can even explain I that. I my...
1: but I think that that one, again, goes back to the trust issue. You need to figure out what, where it is that you have a trust issue. And two, you need to reevaluate your own priorities. If you're getting married and you're going to be more concerned about your stuff than your marriage, then maybe you don't need to get married.
0: No, the point is when, when something goes wrong, you know, like I remember Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah right and so right that's what he's and that's what it was like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit mike tyson with the left when he dropped the right i'm gonna come with the uppercut and then mike tyson hit you in the mouth and you're like oh my god like that hurt really bad i don't want to swing it no more <laughs> it changes everything <laughs> what happens in marriage is you, you get married and everything is wonderful and then you have a bad day and a, a bad week and a bad month and now you're like oh my god did i make a mistake and then your mistake could be compounded if you think you are about to lose your million dollars And now, instead of worrying about how to fix and see, see, divorce about the this goes back to the whole premise of divorce is not an option. Divorce is not an option means that I'm going to find a solution. That's what it means. Divorce is not an option doesn't mean stay unhappily married. Like, I don't believe in divorce and I don't believe in staying unhappily married. What I mean is divorce is not an option. Therefore, I got to find how to be happy. I got to find that out. I got to find a solution to the problem instead of just staying unhappily married, right? right? And so I want to eliminate, I want to eliminate the issue of a person saying, oh my God, did I make a mistake? Am I going to lose some money?
1: Okay, but you still should first focus should be divorce is not an option, not the money
0: right divorce is not an option but i i, I just deal with real people and I, I and what i advise people on doing was if i, I don't feel comfortable with it luckily i had have to have no prenup because i had no money but i just it's you know over 50 percent of marriages in a divorce uh there's a higher di- divorce rate in christians and so if for people who come to me for relationship coaching i gotta be real about money it's money is different like it you know i said the most i ever agreed to was five years no matter how i got a couple people that were getting married that were millionaires um he was a millionaire she wasn't uh i'm finding more and more women who are more financially uh, established than men these days which, you know i guess we know why you know more women graduate from college blah 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 but the thing about it is is that i need to eliminate that money issue from you know the the lexicon from the conversation it it is real that people get married and within that first two years think they made a mistake and just begin to when you another thing about marriage is oh how much time we got left because i can go i mean
1: we don't have a whole lot of time but i'm like you talking about the five years like i think about like janet and i'm like i feel like she waited five years and one day and then got a divorce
0: that's yeah you know um well well it's not the, the, the. they don't really work like that the way they work is if you stay longer than five years then the the prenup is up a five-year prenup means that if we get divorced anytime within the first five years then you get to keep all your money but after after the five years is when you get the money so if exactly. you, you have to get divorced before five the five years one is one day
1: and she get that billionaire money
0: Oh, okay, but she's not the only one that that uh you know he can file for divorce too, right? Yeah, you know it's not like she get to decide everything. Both people get to decide.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I think um, the bottom line is she was saying he was verbally abusive, and um, and he's Muslim, so I I you know seriously thought he believed in divorce. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Nobody knows what happened inside of their marriage, but it just I mean it was like immediately after five years she got a
0: divorce. Uh, uh, well, he 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 knew the five year term too. You know what I'm saying? It's not like only her, only you she knew it. five. He knew it years too. And
1: Eleven months. I I guess you got a point. Yeah, yeah he
0: could whenever he wanted to. You know what I'm saying? And so in that way, it doesn't hurt anything. And I like I'm just a realist that some people are just not good at it. Like I get some couples who just don't understand how to sacrifice. I, men, for the most part, don't know how to sacrifice at all before they get married. When have we sacrificed? <laughs> when like when have we said okay you know when have we compromised when have we negotiated we ain't done that shit you know what i'm saying yeah, like we ain't, yeah. we ain't done it's it like i was women throwing themselves we, at you doing whatever you want right and then and then, and, and then women when they get married they sometimes they just come in like okay my husband is going to be different now like now he's gonna be chivalrous and be romantic <laughs> and you know no, he's the same dude. You know what I'm saying? And so the expectations of marriage change. Like, like a lot of women come into marriage, like, they had this dream about yeah. this knight in shining armor that had all this money and all. And they really are living a dream and have no idea of the reality. They're just getting married and they're just lost. And so what I'm saying is I'm being realistic about what happens and what I actually see in marriage Every single day. And that's all. when somebody come to me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm going to be real. And I'm going to give you advice based on what I've seen and learned and experienced from relationship culture for like 12 years. OK,
1: that's real talk. So um, mm-hmm. you have um, an example from your premarital coaching that you said you wanted to share.
0: Um, well, we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, we can save that. And I know you want to hit this, uh, Colin Kaepernick stuff. Oh my, do that gosh. Minute
1: oh my gosh. Okay. So now you got can you me. do that in a
0: minute. Or two? Yeah.
1: I, I don't know about that, <laughs> but I, I will say my, my thoughts on this. Um, it is really, really bothering me that this has turned into an argument over to Neil or not to Neil. Um, it is really bothering me that this is turned into an argument over Colin Kaepernick. And it is especially bothering me that this has turned into an argument over the anthem and the flag. Um, because one, I don't feel that the action was disrespectful. But two, I feel like we should focus more on the why. Why is he kneeling versus how? How Or why is he protesting versus how he protested? Um, and so, And I feel like this is the very same argument that Martin Luther King was given. Um, They didn't like the way that he was um, doing things and they didn't like the rate in which he was trying to make change. Um, But at the end of the day, they weren't concerned about the fact that change was necessary. Um, So that's the thing that's really, really bothering me about this. And in having conversations with multiple people. One, I've been insulted on numerous occasions because the assumption is if you don't feel like this is disrespectful, you must not have anybody that you love that has served or that you've never lost anybody who served. And that is further from the truth. I have a lot of family members that have served and are serving. And um, the question is being posed as do – you feel that this is disrespectful um, to veterans and the assumption there is white veterans. Has anybody had any conversations with black veterans and asked them how they feel about the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing? Um, And my family members are all on board. My friends who are veterans are all on board. Um, So I think, the question here is what are we going to do to affect change? We now have national attention on this subject. How are we going to stop police from killing and brutalizing innocent people or even not innocent people? Um, murder is not the, um, or capital punishment is not the, um, I don't know for lack of a better word.
0: Job of the police. Well, exactly. The, the police the are not
1: police. the judge, jury, and executioner. So, um, right. so.
0: They need to protect and serve. That's their job. Exactly, That's it. And serve.
1: Exactly. So, they need to find a way to be able to apprehend criminals, um, especially nonviolent criminals, without killing them. And they do it.
0: And they do it in Europe every day.
1: You know. And so even beyond that, those that are not criminals, like Michael Bennett, who just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and be
0: black. Right. That
1: should not happen. What
0: is it with the pulling And they pull out And they had a gun on him the whole time. Yes. I just don't get why you gotta have a gun out.
1: They had that, him that, on the the ground, handcuffed to the point where he said his hands were numb. He lost feeling in his hand, and a gun at his head.
0: I don't. Yeah. So somebody's twitch or move the wrong way. You shoot them in the head. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't get why you got to have guns. Like, why does, why did he not have his taser out or some or his billy club or something, something else? Why you got to have a gun out? There like, was no threat to you died.
1: when there's a man on the ground, face down, handcuffed. Face down handcuffed. But, yeah, at means... day, but at the end of the day, this stuff needs to stop happening. And the only way to make it not happen is to punish those. Who commit these crimes? They're crimes.
0: Yeah. All right, that's a good exit out, Tamara. I don't know how much we can get into it because I've been got fired up. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but we love please America. be sure to subscribe. Wait, I, I
1: gotta say one more thing. We oh, yes, America, say that. Say that. Everybody else, I just I keep hearing the words of Langston Hughes. I too am America.
0: I was born here. I ain't going nowhere. You You know, like I can get over that. Please be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast so you can be automatically alerted when we produce a new episode on iTunes, Spreaker.com, Google play, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Tell a friend. Thanks for listening. Divorce is not an option podcast.